Welcome back, everybody. Episode 21 of What We Do. We're um, coming to the end of this third season. But uh, today I have a guest returning. Um, as seen on episode two, Kevin, formerly of Retro Mothership, mm-hmm. now Double Happiness Vintage on uh, Instagram. Uh, I guess we should just start off with that. So, new name change? Yeah, I just wanted to try something new. Um, obviously, I didn't really think so far ahead. I wanted to take Vintage completely out of my name. Uh-huh. Uh, just try to do something completely, I mean, the name change completely different. And more of um, what I'm going to carry is more, like, more organic, I feel like. Just okay. more, just the simpler things. Not so much toward the hype, like t-shirts or the anything that's trending. Just something like... Like um like what we're doing today like the military stuff yeah just something more with more detail like something more than just the clothing that has a little bit of history in it or um I'm gonna do my more like furniture and stuff some some more like that like more just like the the object itself mm-hmm. has like more of a story behind it I have a lot of like um like contemporary like furniture yeah and they're just really like look to uh like in the, when you look at it it looks completely normal and everything and when you like open a drawer up and it's like wow it's like i didn't know i could do that yeah yeah so i'm like excited to show you guys all that like weird stuff i try to pick out yeah for sure we we um to recap our other episode um a little bit for people but you should go check that out after this episode if you like this one um i think we talked about maybe having a name change in that episode or maybe right. before or after and of course we touched on the different stuff that you pick all the time books right. furniture all yeah types of stuff definitely like that. i just want to give the audience like a, a different view of vintage more like a wholesome view like uh the, like a really good looking book or like a, um this art or this like furniture or just this like jackets i find yeah yeah absolutely um so one of the things that i saw a whole lot from you on your feed and you had some really crazy posts which i'm sure we'll take a look mm-hmm. at either in person or, or on the instagram um was army and military related stuff and I was super fascinated by that because it's definitely not something you see on most people's vintage pages. Um, I think most people would probably maybe pick it, but probably still wouldn't see it as any like thing to sell or buy or look for. So I'm I'm super fascinated to hear what you have to say about like military definitely. stuff. I, I think like I have my first uh, military thing, like actual that was um, really cool. Like it was an old World War II pair of pants and. When I've grabbed it, it was from the bins that I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. It just looked really different from like any pair of pants. Like the the pockets were really high up. Um, they had metal buttons, and it's just something I never like like seen before. I'm like, oh, I mean, two bucks, whatever. Like, right. Let me right. grab it. Like, if anything, I'm like, I thought it was like twenty pair of pa- twenty dollar pair of pants, but I like sent pictures to all my friends. I'm like, hey, do you know anything about this? Like, you guys know more military stuff than me. Uh-huh. I'm like. Like, have you ever seen this before? And they're like, no, I've never seen this before. And that was like about ten years ago. Oh yeah. So like, like we're still re- like most of got like guys who have been doing it were um, probably in the game for like ten ten years before me. Sure. And like I was fresh. I was like probably like f- three months in, and I'm like, what is this? Like, uh, they didn't know. I'm like, all right, I'll just throw on eBay and I find out. Like, it took it took a little bit of research. Like, I definitely listed it wrong, but I definitely found out it was worth a good amount of money. Damn. And then, what did it end up being? I think I ended, uh, ended up selling it for like two fifty. Oh, cool! Yeah. And um, I have actually have like similar pair to it uh-huh. uh, with me today. And um, but it's like really tethered up. The one I found um, like ten years ago it was not tethered up. Uh huh. Yeah. So, so 
so you mentioned there you had other people that you knew who were kind of picking stuff like this before is that why you it's not so much like, like they were picking they were, they, if they found it like obviously the like the military jackets it wasn't so much so specific now okay. like i'm geared more into like i'm only like into jackets yeah okay. only into jackets and um um pants but now i'm like trying to get into like the like old um like i guess uh base uh base t-shirts and base like sweatshirts like where, where they were training in yeah so i have a couple of those but they were too new uh-huh. so i only brought like really old stuff with me today okay yeah for sure um is it, it are you finding these in the same place where you're finding where you would find other stuff thrifts you, estate sales stuff like that i would say about like six years ago yeah definitely okay i would definitely find it like now it's like more i think it's more on people's feeds and explore pages and like people are like more ex- exposed to it now okay and like a lot of top like true vintage guys have been doing it they're right. like they're starting they post it and they like know everybody knows about it yeah like i like eight whatever like 10 years before covid and everything like there was it wasn't mo- I, like i didn't discover it i just like sure grabbed it by accident and i'm like oh this is cool yeah and i just started like just digging basically uh-huh. from there yeah that's, that's awesome cool. that's awesome um i guess so it is a it's a subsection of true vintage um yeah i guess it's um i guess it's just from the, da- the era like most of the stuff i like i really consider myself a really good military find it's probably like dating from like 1920s till like 1950s okay yeah and there's like a little small section that like from the 60s and 70s like the vietnam era yeah or like i really love and it's just like there was int- those uniforms those styles were introduced at that time and i'm like oh this and it wasn't introduced at any other time and it just became more modern of today's style It's like there's a lot of like companies today like gap and like ralph lauren and um like uh, i think ralph lauren and then like there's like gucci and stuff like that they're really influenced with like this military that military style right i know like i think like 2003 there was a lot of like that camo like remember bape had that really yeah, nice like right well, like woodland camo but they were all like different color and that was like influenced by like mil- obviously the military stuff like the hunting yeah. gear and like now we're today like you see like double rl they're doing uh-huh. more of like the 40s and 50s like like the like what i'm going to show you today is like that type of military like very clean simple pockets and stuff like that uh-huh yeah i mean i i don't know a t- tremendous amount of stuff about this but like in the 60s and 70s those army surplus stores were like really big where you could go and oh, buy absolutely. extra gear and i think that is what kind of then inspired all those designers and stuff which Definitely. is super interesting because like nowadays it's thrift nowadays it's vintage that stuff that's inspiring designers right. but like you know 70s 80s 90s it was you know army yeah. surplus stuff that was left over from whatever war definitely and stuff th- like that i think the one of the like avrex and like shot mm-hmm. um definitely inspired like the like uh, signature jackets like they're like bomber jackets yeah and they're yeah, like yeah. um they're le- like the leather peak uh leather ja- the leather like flight jackets and their peak coats are definitely from that like same like inspiration i'm like uh, like back then like they were they had like even like obviously the your military issue like um, uniforms and stuff, but they uh-huh. also you could buy them at stores like they're called civilian issues, and like okay. Kmart would have their own ins- like version. Obviously, it wouldn't be military grade. Yeah, like, the, mat- like the, the materials that were used and like all the all the like the insulation and everything. Like it's obviously not military, but it still had the look. Yeah, right. Like, the 70s, there were, like there were a bunch of like Sears and like Kmart. Like they would have like the like the um, iconic looking um, snorkel parka. It's like the, the okay. one of the fur. 
the fur like Abercrombie had it. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that fur. Yeah. It was like it was called. It's considered like the N3B. It's like a like Arctic military jacket. Oh wow, I didn't yeah. know that. That's so, really cool. And every, like obviously you see variations like people just put together and but like if you throw that like oh like that jacket came out in like the 60s, 70s and like oh that looks familiar from all these other jackets. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I guess the one like kind of thing across all of military stuff is it's all functional right based it's all designed for like like you said the fur you know probably the the best way to keep your head warm Definitely. like like all the pockets and stuff which became kind of accessories right to people who in design and stuff but they were all you know had a specific purpose no definitely like i think GI. that's like the the big point you put out is it's the function like it's simplicity of it and like it looks good yeah and it like it's comfortable and it's a fu- has function it doesn't need like a, bu- a bunch of bells and whistles right it's just right. like a clean cut look yeah that's super cool super super cool um so it, it, in this i i was talking to sean about, a little bit about this before this and i was like i assume there's like a crazy amount of variation within military stuff right definitely like, like um uh it's like i show you i guess i'll pull out some stuff now yeah for I'll, sure let me see it goes in my bag and so i got two like variations two jackets they're um you see the variations are different mm-hmm. so this is from the 40s mm-hmm. and and there's this one so the one that you're holding right now uh, the one you're holding right right now it's called a p41 it's came from the 40s and you can see right now uh, down here there's two pockets right and obviously when you wear them they're not they were made for function like to put your like what uh, like your whatever in the field like ammo ammo and stuff like that yeah and they weren't really like I was, I was re- reading an article. They weren't really like functional as your ha- for your hands or anything. Okay. So later on, they got rid of it and they came up with like the P44. And for this variation, they put basically pockets on the pants. So re- like that for that for that for that jacket, it only had pockets on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the pants, this po- uh, this uniform came with pockets on the back. Okay. And like you could put your like your ammo on the back and stuff like that. And the same way, it had, still had pockets on the side, but they also had the pocket on the back. So they got rid of the two front pockets and added like a, a gas flap for your gas mask and stuff like that. Oh. And connects, there's two buttons in here. You can see, and yeah. sure your gas mask. It's really cool. This is like the more desirable one. Okay. Yeah. And it's a later version and has all this stuff. You said these are both 40s though? Yeah, both from the okay. 40s. So this is so a late World 40s. War II. Yes. Um, World War Two to Korean, uh, Korean War. Okay, so yeah, this one had a long. Yeah, I had uh, I have a, one for like a World War, like a, the early World War Two, like 1930s and stuff yeah. like that. But this one, you can see like, as if like I'll show you like the fades of green. Uh-huh. Like back then, they used different type of dyes. Right. As the eight, like as more toward the Korean War, I, I have one right now, like official Korean. War. They changed the buttons to plastic, and the dye is actually a lot darker, almost like a brownish green. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And like you could tell like. What I like just recently learned, like if they're authentic and they're not reproduction, they're brass buttons instead of steel buttons, mm. which is pretty okay. cool. Which I guess steel was I have, an, an important commodity in the war, maybe, and brass I, was easier to come by. I would say for maybe I have no idea, uh, honestly, yeah. but maybe for ammo because I yeah, know right, like back right. back then. But like, yeah, the this this one's definitely more desirable, and you could tuck this. They also got rid of the puck, uh, buns, so you could tuck this shirt in actually. Mm-hmm. So you didn't you didn't really tuck that shirt in right, at all. Yeah. I'm looking at also the the printing on either, which I guess is you know, a stamp. Yes. You know? um, but 
this one's got a whole bunch of stuff on it. So this one's actually which is desirable for like collectors is unissued. It wasn't okay. issued like it was issued like this is military grade, but it wasn't like the guy who had this. Right. Um, this was just in a box or something for. Yeah, they probably got issued and they probably never uh, never wore it to the field. Yeah. And they just left it at home or something or in their in their foot locker. Okay. Yeah. 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 So this one, they, like, typically they have their stamp right here or inside they have a stamp. Okay. And you can see the sizing on this one. So. They're sta they're all stamped. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ranks on the side, they're all just yeah. bit like it looks like a permanent. Almost. That's like so funny. Yeah, it looks like like a like a stencil or like yeah, just like one hundred percent a stencil. But yeah. like a lot of people, I, f I feel like back in the day, the thrift they were like they look like almost costume. Yeah, they look homemade. Yeah, look yeah. homemade. So I, I think I can see why people pass it. They're actually the first one I actually grabbed. Actually, I have with me, and I got them at the bins, and it was actually the throwback pile. And you can tell like how worn it is and how faded the the print is. It almost looks like a costume. Yeah. Show you that. Yeah, because I, I mean, also there's a huge history of people wearing these as costumes. I mean, yeah. this is a popular Halloween costume, I'm sure. Yeah. Every decade. You see, like this one's a little faded, and it's handwritten name Hennessy. That's crazy. So, you can tell like. It's it definitely has still has the brass buttons, so it's an earlier one. Uh huh. But so this is the earlier forties. Yes, this is the earlier early okay. forty one probably like early forties like forty five. I think they stopped. They made it in between one and forty five. So these are all marine ones. Correct. Um, is this a would this be army as well, or is every branch have a different issue of like so, everything? So what I'm going to show you right now. This is a different style of buttons. Okay. This is a Korean. Um, Korean one, so you can see how dark the the the, um, the green is. It's yeah. called like OD seven or something that the die they used. Uh huh. But also like you see the steel buttons. Yep. And the star on it. Yeah. So it's completely different Very from cool. your Marines one. Can I see that star? Yeah. So what is this like? Uh, thirteen I, stars. Yeah, thirteen stars. Yeah. yeah. Infantry. That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. So basically, you see like on this one, you still has like the button for the hood and everything. Uh huh. And they ch they changed it to um to plastic, plastic which is yeah. Korean like. I think they start just started issuing that during like uh, the Korean War, almost late. Yeah, yeah like sixties is yeah. That is like the time when late fifties, early like, like, sixties, yeah. when plastic started to mm -hmm, 60s be more and, usable. Yeah, this might be toward the very end. How like how like clean it is. Like I think this guy never really wore this. Uh huh. Probably almost like late sixties, early seventies, almost. And then they went also in with the sewn in tags. Then yes, sewn in tags. The, the stamp. I have one at home, but like I didn't think it was worthy of the show. It's all plastic. Like all the buttons are plastic. Okay. Yeah. So like that's like mid mid Korean War, which is interesting. That's super interesting. I also wonder maybe with some of the '40s ones, like there's a lot more people fighting in World War II than there were in the Korean War as well. Right. So they probably had to have a lot of gear ready to Definitely. go. Definitely. I feel um, like that's why I have a couple of different one, like different army ones from the '40s. Mm -hmm. They're a little bit different. You can tell. There might be. That might be in the next bag. Here, I'll start folding some of these. So these are jackets, you said. Yes, they're considered like field ja like field jackets. Okay. Yeah, because they're like they're like heavy duty button ups, yes. like like very very comfortable. Like during like like during World War Two and like Korea, the Korean War, they were fighting like tropic era. So like yeah, it was everything is breathable and everything. yeah, they're like linen. Yes. Yeah. Like the cotton that it's called herring uh, herringbone twill. Okay. And that's where it goes for. Right, so, and this is 
This one would be your army one from that, like around that era. From the Four, like forty years. Oh, okay. a little bit tattered, but you can see that has the same button structure. Yeah. For the ga your gas mask and everything. Uh huh. But it's just like army. That's cool. Has the same pocket style and everything. Right. And your butt, your buttons in the back. And you can see like the, and like er, like what I read like early stage like early like dying of these uh these camo. Like there's, there's this is supposed to be more of camouflage than like the wood like their other camo. Right. Um. But like this tends to fade a lot during the humidity and everything. Yeah. So they they change to that like darker one. Um. Later on. Yeah. It's so interesting. Um. You know, going to yeah. the dyeing and printing. Like some of the earliest uh, screen printed T-shirts are, f I believe, the earliest dated one is from either the Marines or the Navy. Oh wow. And it's like. It's like Sean, see if you can pull that up. Look up like oldest printed T-shirt. Um, I remember reading it in like you know some some Wikipedia page or whatever. But like, it's interesting because like, you know, they had a challenge of like, hey, we got to put names and ranks and you know everything on all this stuff. Right. We need a way to do that quickly. And they had screen printing and printing presses before that and stuff. Right. But a lot of that ink faded away or like could get washed or bled and stuff like that. Right. Um, this one's the Wizard of Oz. Wow. Oh, but that's a Merchant Sailor, 1944. Wow. Yeah. So there were there were some things uh, before that, but that's like one of the first things. And I believe, I might be wrong, but I think the U.S. military is who invented Plastisol, which is like the ink that you use nowadays that uh, holds up a lot stronger. It actually binds with the fabric instead oh, wow. of just like sitting on top of it. Um, it's the stuff that we use for like all screen printing. Yeah. Might, I might be wrong about that, but. I know that you, like back in the day they used like it's a basically a steel plate and the the out stencil outline is rolled. I think they either roll it over or do something. Yeah, yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure. I've seen the steel like the steel like stencils, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, that is dope. But, yeah, and I have like different variation of the pants here. Like you can see right here, this is the the like the one of the first ones I ever found at the thrift. You see how like this is like the, this would go with that. Okay, so this would go with this one. The mm -hmm. early 40s army. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you see how high the pockets are. Like yeah. it, and, and when you see this at the third, you don't really know what it is. It just looks like a pair of pants with buttons on it. it. It wouldn't even strike me immediately as military. Right. I mean, like, the color green isn't what isn't like some of this other stuff that I would assume, like, right. oh, that's you, army green. Like, when you think of army or military, you think of camo. Yeah, yeah. So it's that. this is definitely, like, one of the exact exact style I, I grabbed the first time I ever found my first like military pants like this button fly yeah I've never I don't think I've ever seen a button fly like that with so many buttons yeah it's definitely <laughs> like I mean look probably based on the Levi's and stuff like that okay but yeah it's just I saw this I'm like oh button fly it must be cool yeah like, anything yeah. button fly back then was was cool yeah and this is like this the early four, this this button fly is really really cool this went with the uh, the P like what the first set of uh, military uniforms. Uh -huh. It's called the P forty one pants. You see like the sh different shades of green that was used. Yeah. And the buttons like the r buttons are really cool and the pockets were diff completely different, a lot deeper. Yeah. And no the, no um, no buttons. Buttons the classman man. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. later ones would have instead of these like these two pockets in the back they would have a big pouch with buttons on it. Oh okay. So yeah. This this is the most more desirable pair of pants, and it's like the more fashionable pants that you see today. Like if like the or like Gap or Abercrombie would remake 
or like I think it was yeah Gap and Abercrombie remade the like similar styles of this yeah and like in today's fashion yeah it's so interesting I, I assume both of these are faded with time but like right. you can definitely tell that they're different completely different dyes that mm-hmm. were used and yeah. and this one's got a ton of belt loops in the back yes too. really hold your belt up I think they hold those out uh, those ammo clips there was an ammo clip belt back then oh cool These are these feel so. The, some of these really early ones feel very simple. Like yes, they, they're you know, pockets sewn directly on top of the garment. They're mm-hmm. not in the garment. You right. Know? And but it's just such a clean and simple design. It's like an tr- attractive design. It's not like ugly or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it because they only put the stuff on that mattered. Right. And exactly. No, and nothing else. So exactly. They all look super simple. Yeah. So yeah. now we like we move on to like the, the Vietnam era. It's almost it's similar. But like you can tell, they got rid of the dye and the, the type of cottons they were used. Mm-hmm. Same type of style of pockets, but like you could tell, like the type of like material they used. It wasn't the herringbone anymore. Yeah. And like it's just straight cotton. Yeah. Even, um, well, I guess these are double stitched too. But I mean, look at like the the stitching on the pocket. How yeah. much? How many? You know, seem right. to to secure this in and stuff like that. Like it looks a lot more uh, put together than the, yeah. than the early stuff. Yeah. This looks like absolutely you could find this at some so the high end re- retailer. Yeah. No, like, definitely. Like th- a, a new version of this, a new right. style of this. Yeah. I think I thrifted a pair of Gap pants that look exactly like that. Yeah. And these, what are these buttons? They're plastic. These are plastic yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, they're they're much sturdy, more sturdy looking mm-hmm. than the Korean War ones. Definitely. Like I feel like back, like over time, these probably ripped off, and uh-huh. they probably got those a lot better because these are riveted on. They're not so much right so these can be fixed in the field yeah with mm-hmm, a, exactly a piece of thread mm-hmm. um but these i mean you would need to find i guess you would need to be issued new buttons that right i've seen like most there. of them they change out the regular buttons but like they have uh-huh. a gaping hole in them now <laughs> right right <laughs> right and these are much easier and then again sewn in tag with yeah someone's like, number someone's number and you got your sizing, sizing. simple sizing and you're like your dating and your classes like this is the first like first variation oh, of cool. the uh one oh like like everybody knows this is the the one oh sevens the very first like dye of like the uh the Vietnam style pants. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the one oh seven like this uniform is like the same one that you would be issued. Like this would be your issue if you like fought in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. It would be this. I uh, I think like early, the earlier one would had like a sl- a slanted. A slanted pocket but I'm not 100% sure but you can see uh-huh. like you get the, the, bu- the buttons are the same like they got rid of the metal buttons and stuff like that interesting and they don't have their gas mask thing it's just like a simple right was was there as much variation like over the course of that war as there was like 40 I, wh- stuff I what well, well, people post like I follow a lot of the Japanese like market mm-hmm. and what I have I haven't noticed the modifications yeah the, like the obviously the like the early 40s that had modifications they tend to rip the like on the field, they, they ripped the gas mask uh, strap. It's pretty uncomfortable. It basically digs into your chin. Yeah. So they got that. They add pockets on there. Uh-huh. Uh, I've seen one like they add like, you know, like the hunt, like the you know, like what hunt, like the hunting jacket. They have the back pockets for your ducks. Yeah, yeah. They, people, I've seen people add that. Oh, interesting. There's really like there's a bunch of other stuff. Like I think back in the day, like nobody wants to buy like a good another jacket. But like after coming home from the war or during the war, right. there was there wasn't a lot of money coming around then. Yeah, you would just whatever you can do with scraps or whatever, whatever. Right. Yeah, it's it's super interesting to see the the progression of this too, because like even in like the tags, like it's just so much more put together. And by the time it's no, hundred percent. Like they 
they had been doing this for so long. That you, yeah, you can see this one. I, I'm pretty sure this is an initial. This is a stitched initial or like red. Oh, really? So, like, that's why I've noticed, like, when I've... Done I've, by a soldier, I assume? Yes. Yeah. Or, like, or whatever, when they were issued, they they got it. But, like, yeah, yeah. I haven't... I haven't seen, like, anything, at, like, the later on, like, Vietnam ones. I haven't seen anything stitched like that. Interesting, yeah. Even the like, older ones, like, like 40s and 30s and stuff like that, like, the jackets, they'll have a stitch name sometimes, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's cool. That's super cool. Yeah, so, like... Those are like my favorite like style of like military issue jackets. Like yeah, they're f your field ones. Yeah, obviously there's like the bombers. I I brought a couple like heavy jackets and stuff like that. I'd like to show you guys, so uh, we can get get dive into that. Well, I guess this is a stupid question, but like this these would only be issued to the Marines and the Army, right? Like Marines if you were and on Army, the Navy, yeah. and you I have think a naval you, uniform. That's different. and I think most of these like mo some stuff you can actually just buy like not if you're not issued. Like, you, if you uh, just like any surplus store today, you right, can buy yeah, like, yeah. like current, current like military outfits. Obviously, they're not as like, like they they're not they have name stamped or like your your um your squadron stamp or anything like that. Right, but right. Like, it's just a blank, probably close to the same material. Because uh -huh. I know today, like the um some of the more recent like release that Patagonia has released like military and like military like uh the collab with military and like they have like like arctic like the jackets and stuff like that they're really high grade and stuff like that and i know you could, you could i'm sure you could buy them at surplus stores yeah 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 so i guess the story there is like they're obviously ordering a ton of these and right. whenever whatever mission is over where this this stuff was allocated to be used in this mm -hmm. mission it just goes to then the surplus stores and yeah people who you know i assume if you are in the military too and you need an extra pair of whatever you can buy from there and then I also like I, outfitted. I think from my like time of like researching this stuff, there's also like civilian issued. Yeah. And there's also like military issues. So it's, it's there. There's different like like that. Would there be different variants in the material that's used? Interesting. I what what what's the reason I guess behind the civilian issue? I think it's just like I think the I I really have no idea. What I would think it's probably just because of, like war material. I guess like the like a more sturdy material. This yeah. issue costs more and. Obviously, whoever's going to war, they want more, like better stuff. Yeah. And civilian at home, they probably they simple, simple look, probably lesser material. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't thrifted a like a civilian, like uh, style, like jacket or any like uniform. Uh -huh. But I've seen it online, like civilian issued, and you can see the difference clearly. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, the yeah. shades of green and like the dye, like come from the dye and from like, uh, I think it was actually a civilian issued like bomber jacket. And you can see the 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 hood was synthetic, like synthetic okay. hair. It wasn't real, like coyote hair. Uh -huh. And like the, I guess like the insulation, like back then, they, I think they used um, goose down, maybe. Okay. I'm, I'm not 100 sure. I have to check the one that I have at home. But like, I think the one the like there was civilian issue was like just um cotton or something. That's cool. Yeah. Um. I guess, I guess wh when I see like the stuff on Instagram mm -hmm. that like, you know, like they put, people put a whole bunch of patches on them, whole right. bunch of old, old stuff. Maybe they got it from the sixties or seventies, the stuff that like the hippies wore. Right. Right. Is that civilian issued stuff or is that like, I would, uh, that's, I can't like, I'm sure some were yeah, and some weren't. They probably like probably found it on the side of the street, thrift store or 
right just a state sale or maybe it's just in the trash you know like uh, how we find it today is probably thrift store trash or whatever yeah. hand-me-downs and like we've got and how we acquired that some people would like put random patches actually i have one today that has a bunch of random patches on it yeah i can't really specifically date it it's like um from like these patches from the military because they're really goofy looking uh-huh. but um i can tell you the the jacket itself it is from like the late 80s and it's a, a, like a military jacket right i'll show you that it's like this is from like the mediterranean cruise the okay. Marines, and it's like a, a jacket from the 80s, and you can see from these patches right here, like, like that yeah. Popeyes right here. Things you got so like, cool. like a like um, was a Stagetorius patch right here. Yeah, that's cool. And you got like the old like the embroider of the tor like where he's been, and you got like Iran on the bottom. And stuff like that, like just like ta- patches from like the same like seventies, eighties there, but they're obviously yeah. not military issue patches. But yeah, yeah, it's really. Yeah, that's really cool. But you have the squadron and everything like that, like the ship that he that he was on. Service Force, Sixth Fleet, Squadron Six. That's cool. Yeah, and then you have like the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I love these patches. I I don't know if we mentioned on this show before. We mentioned them a while ago. A lot of the really cool there's a lot of really cool police and detective badges right. and patches that they've made over the years that are sweet then you got mickey mouse hey iran flipping them off yeah that's hilarious i think during that time they were um iran like middle east were hijacking boats in the mediterranean sea and oh like, really and uh we came over basically as a piece like i think it was during the middle east and greece and everything like all that like was i don't know where they exactly were fighting about uh-huh but uh i Definitely, uh, we came over as basically as a trying to be a peacemaker. Interesting. Yeah, this is cool too. Yeah, this one. I what? What's? Do you know the story behind this patch? No, I'm. I gra- I grabbed this. Uh, and I just like I, I have no idea. I never seen one. I've seen the Mediterranean, but I just grabbed it mainly for the patches. How like how big they were. Yeah. And it just went went went, went with the jacket. Yeah, I don't know. This one's CVW seventeen. I would say probably like a. And then what is that? An eagle. Or a missile? I have no idea. Or a wave? Sean, you make that out at all? Maybe like a parachute? Yeah, I don't know. And then there's some something in the back there, which looks like like Greek or Hebrew or something. I don't know. It's cool. And then he went. He's Spain, Israel, Italy, France, Egypt, Greece, Mediterranean cruise. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. That's, awesome. that's definitely one of my cooler jackets I've I have found. The ages, but the jacket itself is also yes, not is, military. It is it is considered like a souvenir jacket. So when you get okay. overseas, you can buy these. I I'm pretty sure you can buy these, and like people will make them for you. Right, right, right. Like on the ships and stuff like that. I've seen like a bunch of these online, but like obviously they're everyone every like the good things about these souvenir jackets they're all a little different. Right. Yeah. They're all uh, customized by the person, right. personalized. So, yeah, that's really cool. definitely like cool jacket, like a wool and like just. I mean, it, honestly, the jacket pie itself is pretty cheap. It's just like the per, like the history and the personality of it. Yeah, it's absolutely. just really it makes it makes the jacket. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's yeah. So it's it's like for veterans who are coming back, mm-hmm. or or you know, like, they I, might still be in the military after that, but to commemorate the tour. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I, I grabbed this one. This is actually like a World War Two '40s like 
Japanese souvenir jacket. Oh, oh, that's so cool. And it's like reversible. This is like the this is like my one of my holy grails I've grabbed. I grabbed this online actually for like twenty bucks. And yeah. This is like one of the things I've been like <laughs> I've been looking for for so long. It's like a and the, t- typically these when when uh, when these guys went overseas when like when they fought in Japan and stuff. Uh-huh. They would these would be just like. Like like in bootleg shops, basically they're just okay. hanging out. They're just Japanese like right. souvenir jackets. And the cool thing about these are, they're some of them are like single, single jackets. Uh huh. But this one is a cool one. It's actually a two jackets sewn together. So the inside is another jacket. What? Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's insane. So you have like another another white eagle on the inside of this one. Yeah. And then a, a, a white tiger on the yeah. other side. That's and these, crazy. And these are all hand embroidered too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I can tell like you know these style patches where they're it's a it's a piece of fabric and then they're embroidering on top of the fabric and then sewing it inside around. Mm-hmm. But this is like straight through the jacket. Right. Well, you know? typically they at the end they would sew it together, but mm-hmm. this is just um, yeah two jackets basically. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then all like the Eastern style animal, like, right? Embroidery too. That's friggin' sick. <laughs> and these these all, always with hand embroidery, they're so soft. Yeah. Like they just feel like so much better than like this like chunky No, hundred uh, percent. Like machine I was, done stuff. I like I have one at home and like the first one I ever grabbed one of these, uh, it was a reproduction, so I'm like, Oh, I was bummed out. Uh-huh. And I thought this was gonna be another reproduction, but I was like, oh, I was hoping to be like, Yeah, that's might be another reproduction, but twenty bucks, I can't pass it out, I'll take the risk. Yeah. And I grabbed them like I came and when it came in the mail I was like Oh my god! <laughs> I like. I was like, oh my god! It's finally I got one. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. It's got the whole whole map of Japan and then Korea on the side. Right. That's yeah. Let me show. I'll reverse sick. it for you, and we'll check we'll check it out. Yeah. And you can see the cuffs are like really like that older style. Yeah, it's such a nice color jacket too. Like yeah, I'm so cool. They usually come in like bo- multiple different colors, like blues and like reds and stuff like that. Uh huh. But I never seen like an all white one, which is a shame yeah. because like I'm. I want to wash it, but like I don't want to wash it at the same time because it, if I, I feel like if I wash it, it will look a lot better. Uh-huh. But here, here yeah. check it out. Yeah, that's amazing. Like the that's little so details cool. and everything is really awesome. It looks like looks like uh, Zapdos, <laughs> Pokemon. It's so it's really so cool though. And it's amazing to think that this is this this is in like a bootleg shop. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know a, I mean? a souvenir shop basically, like right, like a gift store. Yeah, yeah. gift store yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And like these guys brought these back over w- from the war, basically. And some of them are like, the most common back then was like these uh, robes, like they called the smoking jackets. Okay. They like padded, gosh, collars and everything, and a little shorter. But like your typical like somebody who was smoking a pipe, it's that right. ro- that silk robe. Yeah. But like with dragons all over it, it was really cool. Like a like a Hugh Hefner type like. Yeah. Robe? Yeah. yeah. But like imagine with that. Uh, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with this on it. Yeah, so, so those are the two com- the Korean like the Korean Korean War and the Japan War, uh, the, the World War Two. Yeah, these these are really common coming back home. That's awesome. Yeah, they're all different variations. Some like some will have like lions on them. Some will have t- like t- obviously tigers and dragons and like, but all like different. Right, because they're because it's somebody actually making it and deciding like, oh, we're gonna put mm-hmm. this on this one yeah. and this on this one. Yeah, that's really cool. That's, yeah. That is definitely a grail. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a couple more like out there like their variations. They they put it on the like like they're like they'll I don't know what the whole history about is, but they'll like a lot of these Vietnam like Vietnam jackets will come home with like that embroidery, which is really cool. They, okay, uh, yeah. And like the liner was something like that. And, like I think I sent you a picture like earlier this year. It was like like 
like I've like I've been to hell, and like I've been I like been out when I see you next time I'll go to heaven because I've been to hell and Vietnam. And it'll uh, show yeah. a picture of Vietnam and like all that little skulls and everything. Like, yeah, I think what, I they, like Vietnam was a really harsh war for yeah. soldiers and yeah. everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, one of the craziest statistics that I always see about Vietnam is like, you know, the average soldier in whatever World War II would have been at in combat, seen combat for like a hundred days or something, mm-hmm. and then Vietnam is like four times that for every average person. So they're just spending four times the amount of time in a harsher climate in right. a harsher place with you know everybody out to kill them and, no 100 percent. like i know. couldn't imagine like you you're basically like like world war ii and stuff like the climate was similar like right similar, yeah similar to the like to the u.s climate uh, yeah. stuff, like over in germany and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, no not world war ii um war, like world war one but world war ii and the vietnam war like all that stuff was tropics and stuff like that it was definitely yeah. like a game changer like a lot of people didn't know yeah that we were fighting their element basically which is yeah that's it totally changes the game and, and with Vietnam I mean like at least with Japan, Japan there was some progress towards the war where like okay we're right. getting closer we're winning we're winning this war right and Vietnam it was just you know there was never a clear assault it was just like we're there they're trying to kill as many people as possible and right. that's the plan like, yeah it was like definitely messed up <laughs> it's, it's way it's way less uh, you can you can't you know really uh, get behind it as much as if you're you know fighting against fascism across the globe like is in Definitely. World War Two, you know. Um, it's so interesting, too, like, uh, even just, like, like, obviously, if you're fighting in a war, like, it's a huge part of your life before, after, during, and mm-hmm. forever. So to have people, like, commemorate stuff like this. Definitely. Very interesting culture, and to see, like, what is picked and what right. imagery is used and stuff like that. Um Especially with like the Mickey on the one, like yeah, it's just so that's just so interesting. Like Definitely. why they chose to pick that one. It's obviously some bootleg Mickey, and like, right, um, it's like some of the other shirts that we show on the show sometimes, where it's just like seems just like some drunken idea, where it's like, well, we need to put something on this patch. Let's have Mickey flipping off, you know, Iran. Um, but it it gives it so much more character and makes it so much more like personal where it's like man that was just like some dude who fought in a war and wearing this jacket and like, right he picked that patch out himself and he put it right there on his arm like D- definitely it, it's like you said it gives us so much more of a story to like definitely um to tell um, yeah and by the time i get these I, I obviously they're not from the original owner and like it's like i know like people sometimes pick them they get like the original like owner and like the footlock in there like the footlock could be full of these uniforms pictures and like um, a lot of like just mementos and stuff like that, like souvenirs. That, that, that's what one of the things I want one day hopefully find is just a Foot Locker unopened yeah. and open and like a bunch of like either pictures, coins, and like a bunch of stuff where they've been because like that Foot Locker was like with them the whole time. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I have a um, downstairs, I have a big chest that was my great grandfather's, mm-hmm. I believe from World War II. Oh, wow. Um, it might be from World War One. I. I might not know what I have, but um, <laughs> it's got his name. Um, right. stamped on the front and it's like a big wooden chest the the um, the sides the handles were uh, leather mm-hmm. so they're kind of like rotted at this point and right. you can't really pick it up by that they just kind of crack and fall off but um, you know the latch on the front works and all and it's like you know just big sturdy piece of wood that's awesome that like um, and I don't he, he was in the Navy so okay. I, it, it was um, probably not something that you would have got if you were in the Army because mm-hmm. you can't freaking carry that thing it's right. you know probably was meant to be stationary but i guess you got to take that kind of stuff with you yeah definitely um, which I think is I, how it worked with clothes too i guess i 
I, I guess like the like obviously in your I I'm not hundred percent an expert, but like I think like when you're you're bunking at the area, you have your uniform and everything. Like just want a little locker, base. It's basically a locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, yeah, I I I think it's so cool too. Um, just all the variation in this stuff, where like. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I get, you know, videos recommended to me like that on, on YouTube about, like, you know, some... I saw some crazy thing about, like, them putting, like, old shards of, like, steel on the front of tanks to, like, cut through enemy defenses the other day. And they were like, it took them, like, two years to figure out some way to get past this thing. <laughs> and then they finally figured it out, and it's just, like, put a sharp thing on the edge of the tank, Jeez. and that's what we're going to do. But, like, it's interesting to see, like, year after year, when they're fighting a war like World War Two that's, like, what... And for America, like seven, nine, ten years long or something. Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> all the, all the like iterations of like right. changing, changing these pockets so that you can have more access to more pockets on the pants and then tuck the shirt in. Right. And, like those little changes to kind of get to a better like basically more functional, a more functional thing for the for the soldiers. And I, I'm sure there was some feedback from the soldiers where it was like, you know, like you said, like this friggin' gas mask thing. Yes. Yeah. Can we not? Can we not do this? Yeah. Like, I I've never. That's the, that's my first like, P forty four jacket with the gas mat, like the uh, the gas flap. Yeah. And like, I've like with every, everybody told me like usually typically they don't have that with them because it it just was uncomfortable for them and they rip it they right just off. Rip it off. Rip yeah. right off. Yeah. And uh, those were unissued, so like that would explain it that what why it wasn't ripped off or anything. Uh huh. Um, you found some other crazy stuff. Um before uh on instagram right and um i assume you've sold it since yes i have i think yeah. most most of the stuff i sent you yeah um i could tell whatever whatever picture i could put, show up i'll tell you how where i found it uh, yeah sean if you go into our uh our dms you can find some of those pictures and just throw up whatever one you you fancy and we'll talk about it um yeah there, like definitely there's a bunch of like stuff that i grabbed and like it's mostly a hunch um, and stuff like that. Can you start with that anthem, Sean? So that one, uh, it was like, I, I, went, I remember this exactly because this is the first one I ever found. Uh-huh. And, and when I, I went to the flea market pretty late in the day, it was like 11 o'clock. And it was like Columbus Flea Market, and this guy was like, this guy we should go to. He has clothes, but uh, he was that day he wasn't doing too well, so everything was a dollar. Mm. And this was shoved in a uh, in a bag. It wasn't even an army bag. It was like a book bag, all the way at the bottom. I grabbed it out, and I I looked at. It, I'm like, oh, I didn't think. It, I honestly didn't think it was military. I thought it was like one of those Japanese inspired like streetwear. Yeah. Like was it the uh, what's the, what's that one with such an eye Iziki whatever. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I really, I'm butchering the name, but uh, <laughs> I thought it was just some Japanese streetwear for the longest time, so I grabbed it and uh, for a dollar. I was like, whatever, that's fine. Right. Um, and it, it didn't take me like three, four weeks to like figure out what it was. Uh, besides, I brought it to me at the Philly Vintage Flea, and one of my friends, Ben, um, was asking me, do you have any true vintage with you? I'm like, like I have a couple pants, uh, a couple jackets, but... Uh, I didn't put this out, and I showed him this, and he's like, "Well, what? It, like, how much you want for it?" I'm like, "I don't know. Like, just throw me an offer." So he threw me an offer. I grabbed it. Um, I end up realizing he t- t- told me this. Like, we talked about it for a while, and he told me what it was. It's actually a World War II gunner smock. Okay. 
So, and like you see the straps up top. Yeah. You're supposed to, that's supposed to tie off the circuit, like not circulation, like but like tighten it up. You're supposed to wear a gas mask in front of it. Okay. So, it, like that's supposed to like oh, cinch wow. up out there, and like the bottom is supposed to cinch up. It's really cool that you see the two pockets up in the front, but this is mostly used on a um like uh a, a navy ship. Okay. That's what, I, what I've read about it, and typically they're white, and this one was dyed. Uh, to like a green so like I don't know if it, it was passed down to like somebody over in the marines or something I, I have no idea no 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 history it was literally in, uh, in a book bag and the guy had no other military stuff it was just that wow so like I didn't know what it was it had no, it had no tags no nothing and it had like I have a couple rips here and there but to me I thought it was just like a hoodie from Gaff or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he told me like it's worth this much and I'll give you this much, and I'm like, oh, it's fine. That's so cool, fun- so, like functionally, like you know, you don't you don't think about them wearing a hood in any context that, that right. early on, but like somebody, I guess to keep you know, you know, shrapnel from hitting his face, smoke out of his out of his right. from around his head, wearing the gas mask with it cinched around his face so that it wouldn't fall off, probably as it yeah as that the just, ship moves and the gun. Right, I yeah, it's moves. that. I'm sure it's just to so keep as much less gas coming in as possible. But yeah, it's that I was, I was wondering why like where the straps were tying off, and I'm like, where do these go? Like I'm trying to tie them off. I'm like, yeah, maybe like it looks better. Like maybe like because like you know like like some of these Japanese like designers. Would yeah. have like random straps everywhere. Right, right, and usually yeah. they usually don't have a have a purpose. purpose. <laughs> like, oh. like, and there was a couple big ones in the back, but like, I looked at it, and I'm like, damn, I didn't know, I had no idea what it was, and Ben showed me, and like, I appreciate it so much, and I'm like, all right, now I know. So yeah. next time I find one, now I like, know how much it goes for, and from there, so that's like, really really cool. Yeah, yeah, that that was like a learning experience for me. I was like excited. And that was like the first pair of pants, like the same variation, like the high pockets, the the metal buttons. But like that's the first pair I grabbed, and I didn't know what it was really until like later on. So that's like, awesome. yeah, most of these military stuff I grabbed, it's literally in the whim. Like I've definitely grabbed a couple with like not worth anything. Like, but like I get lucky sometimes. Right. Sure. That was the first one, and that like that was like in a bin post, and like um, that was like in a throwback pile like everybody's through throughout the, it was like three o'clock in the day and it was like everybody th- went through went through everything and it was just sitting on top like i literally my heart dropped it was like That's first so time crazy. first time i ever grabbed the p like it's a the 40s jacket 1940 uh 40s p41 jacket and i literally like just dropped yeah that's so cool keep going uh, keep going sean just one more so yeah, that one was a, a really interesting pick. Uh, it was like at this guy's house, and had a bunch. The helmet was from like a different house, uh-huh. and it's uh, actually a steel World War II helmet with like a carbon fiber inlay. Like it's basically two helmets in one. Okay. So um, that was pretty interesting. Um, that's a actually a, a flak jacket. So like yeah. back in Vietnam, people wear these in the field, and they're not actually a bulletproof jacket. These are for like if you step on a landmine or like a grenade oh. or something, and it's supposed to like it's fragmentation, fragmentation vests, and right. this is supposed to be like so it catches out all those little shrapnel, shrapnel, yep, that hits you. That's crazy. Yeah, this is my second time grabbing one. The first one I grabbed, I didn't know. Like somebody messaged me on eBay and was like, "Yeah, this is not the original one." 
Okay. And like it had like it didn't ha- it had two pockets instead of one, and he like tried schooled me really hard. Like take this down, basically. Like this, <laughs> you're gonna get like uh like what well, not fit description, um whatever. Uh-huh. But uh, this one was actually from this actual Vietnam War, and oh, from sweet. like the inside of it, which were really cool. It says like save your life marines and stuff like that it has like a little like a little quote like save your life and everything save your That's life vest yeah i mean this this reminds me of like platoon like this is like the vietnam right. vest that i think of like i'm pretty sure isn't that one guy's character wearing a vest like yeah. the, the bad guy in platoon um i never knew that that's what they were for though i yeah. I, I figured I, it was just I thought it was a bulletproof vest, honestly, for the right. longest time. But like, yeah. it didn't make sense because there was so much spacing in between plates. Like, right. Between, like, right. I'm like, damn. This is like, if a bullet went through one of the spacing, <laughs> you'd be dead. But like that, like re- research it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But like later on, like they got rid. Like, you see that there's a collar right there. That's what like what's like desirable. Uh huh. Um. This variation that don't have collar, and it's not as desirable. And this is like the more like the one before this was the most desirable. This is the second desirable. It has the collar and it ha- it doesn't have the cinch on the like on the si- like the later ones will have a cinch on the side so you're adjustable on the sleeves. No, on the side of uh like the like the where the waist is. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, at the bottom. So, there. Yeah, yeah. At, the, at the bottom you just have a bunch of uh, buttons, which I guess would right bu- buttons go and, to your into yeah. your pants. Um, the bu- I I I guarantee that's probably for the the. Ammo belt, oh, clip onto. Yeah, clip on a belt onto there. Yeah, oh, yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah, that and that one had a functional zipper. A lot of them don't have functional <laughs> zippers, which yeah. I would imagine if I get tossed around so much, like it's not. You think about the, oh like, God, yeah. a lot of these military stuff. Like yeah. it was never like made to be collectible. No one like no one right. made these like. Oh my gosh! Like I'm gonna keep this in mint condition. Right, right, right. So. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. And I mean, who who has any zipper that freaking lasts? Like zippers just always break. No, I know, seemingly no matter what. Yeah, and um, th- that's a Luger, man. Yeah, that's, that's a Luger. Yeah. Cr- okay, so you got to tell me the story. How do you? Where did you find this? It was came with the vest. It was the guy. Who, the guy was like, "Do you want to? Like, this is a, like, do you want to buy this gun?" And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> so so he uh, he was a collector. Um, right. He he. His story was like he. Uh, it was a memento, like somebody. It was a pri- like a German prisoner, and it was captured, and that, that's the stuff that he, he took it from. Him. Wow. So what? Uh, yeah, and like on that handle, it's made from like Bakelite. It's What's like that? it's like a type of plastic back then. Okay. So it's like it's it's stronger. It's like celluloid, like that type, the type of plastic that almost had like hollowish plastic. Okay. Stronger, but stronger than plastic, but lighter. Uh huh. So um, it's definitely a type of materials. It's, um, I think back in the day they they made bracelets too. And what their World War Two era issue? Though so that so when I I sold that back like um, to uh, Lugermans, uh, there's a, sh- a gun shop that specifies re- that uh, re restores them. Really? That's right around cool. the corner from here. Oh wow! Yeah, it's right right down on Route One. Oh damn! So uh, I took Every, it to him. Everything's on Route One. Yeah, like <laughs> did it like I like, took a license and we signed some paperwork and he, um, we got her, uh, he took like after I sold him he took it apart and it showed me like exactly it's cons- that was a mixed bag it's uh it was a ga- as a bag it was a gun that was like put back together and from different eras. Oh okay. So like the uh the. Um, the clip was remanufactured from the 80s. Because that doesn't make sense that plastic would be that yeah. old, right? Yeah. No, no. Plastic, the, that big light, it's the original handle. Oh, like really? The, the, ma- the clip itself, like the, oh, the magazine. The, the magazine. Yeah, so that was uh, late 80s. Uh, the 
the barrow was from like a police officer issue which is really interesting yeah. i didn't know that because it, he showed me this like the stamp on it this is police issue um and american the, police um no german police yeah okay. and the, um i guess i don't know i don't know what that part is but the bottom like the back half of that gun uh-huh. it's navy issue 19 1913 weird and it was missing a spring in there and he was like hey, this is what i can offer you so so somebody uh, yeah basically I mean, like, how, did put, that, how did that how, how did somebody, I, I mean the, somebody the, that, that gun was definitely correct i would never i would not feel comfortable firing <laughs> that thing it was like it's so rusty like the the so the, the barrel itself was so pitted mm-hmm. like i i honestly bought it for 40 dollars yeah and like they like made a good prop very good profit off her so did the restoration guy like was he did he, he knew he knew thing? He, was he like this is he literally took it cooked? apart he literally took it apart in two minutes in front of my eyes i'm like <laughs> i'm like like trying like weirded out i'm like dude the safety's on like i, I know <laughs> i was like what is going on right now like profession like somebody who knows this stuff he just took it apart like this is this this is this this is this you're missing this part this is what i can offer you was he was he planning on taking it apart? And he said it's a project gun. Okay. Like I seen like his collection, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like that's like an iconic gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's like, Absolutely. I feel like you find that like uh, James the James Bond whatever it doubles. That's, that's also the gun that inspired Han Solo's blaster. Yeah. In Star so. Wars. So like yeah, very iconic gun, but uh, also maybe a pretty dark past. Definitely uh, for that gun too. So right, yeah, it's you, a mixed bag there as well. Um, yeah. But that is friggin' incredible to find yeah. that. Like, that's so... When ne- I, I never expected. I never expected. I asked him, like, because I usually, when I go do these digs and everything, or pick, like, when I pick... Uh, like, my main objective was pick up that vest. The vest was... Uh-huh. I think I spent, like, that whole picture, 60 bucks, the whole picture. And, um... Damn. The vest, I was like, oh, I need the vest. Like, this is exactly what I wanted, and I know, like, what I can get for it. And he just showed me a bunch of stuff. That's a uh, he. Sh- I got about the gun, uh, the gun and the knife from him, and the knife was is a World War Two like a bayonet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I guess same, the, the top part where it mm-hmm. hooks into the same right material part. as the gun, uh, the the handle and everything. But yeah, uh, definitely interesting. I was definitely caught off guard with the gun. I was like really reluctant at first to buy it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Dude, what's the history of it? I was like, but it's an antique gun. I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, so, no, I don't and see. It- so for you to be able to get it to that guy too. Yeah, like, no, that's, I, that's definitely a good thing to do. Yeah. No, definitely. Like I, like I was like, no, there's no way this is being shot. <laughs> like I saw the barrel. Like yeah, I'm not touching this at all. Now that I'm thinking, it might be that gun. It might be the Mauser that inspired the the. Uh, Han Solo def- gun. I can definitely see that from the Han Solo gun. Yeah, I think that that and the other one I'm thinking of are very similar looks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's insane. Yeah. Um, because typically, the I think the Luger Luger was um, had a longer barrel than that. And okay, that's why. Yeah. That's that the gun, one. Maybe I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. And this the and the reason why like we were I was trying to having such a hard time finding out like what this was. I knew like it was Navy issue from the back half of the gun. Yeah. But the barrel was like what threw me off so much, and he told me it was a uh, police issued barrel. Yeah. Well, that seems like a common theme with with military stuff is like, you don't know what happened between the issuing yeah and now that right somebody could have done a million different alterations right whether they be a designer a freaking hippie a right. collector or whatever like yeah could guy, have made a change you know? yeah the guy told me if this was original it was like a like five thousand dollar gun wow yeah that's crazy like what <laughs> <laughs> it's like can we make it happen <laughs> and, ha- and how many of those are you know oh, yeah in circulation. around 
I'm Here sure that, especially. Yeah, I'm sure they're probably more like online definitely. Like people are restoring them and like putting back together because that guy remanufactures like specific parts for that gun. Uh-huh. So, which right. is really, like really interesting like somebody who specializes just that specific gun. Right, cuz people who like guns like to shoot guns. And right. so that, you know, destroys the gun slowly and you right. need different parts to put them back together. Definitely. That's crazy. Yeah. That guy's job is to manufacture parts for like a hundred year old gun like, exactly he just restores them and, it's just, and like his showcase is awesome yeah that's really cool um yeah that's awesome can you tell me any more about the the helmet so the helmet was uh world war ii and it's from westinghouse okay so like that like back then like obviously like a bunch of like different companies were participating in the war just to remanufacture like ford made like engines for airplanes and stuff yeah. like that and that's yeah. like a westinghouse like westinghouse what we know today is just like um, they made appliances and like what TVs and stuff like electronics. Mm-hmm. So that's a Westinghouse like made helmet. And it's like it's the, it's steel. Mm-hmm. It has a, like it has two t- two chin straps because it has two helm basically two helmets. Mm-hmm. The lighter helmet inside it's made of a calvar cal- calvar, mm-hmm. which is basically carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. It li- literally looks like a turtle shell inside. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Uh, I grabbed it for like ten bucks. They um I'm I might be I might be telling so much false false history, but they were um they were like used as like bowls, right? By, I don't by the soldiers. I have no idea. Uh, I from this one like I didn't see any like like rust in there. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they they would have like like because it's would, big steel. Right. Exactly. Pot, basically. <laughs> basically. The other thing was like forty pounds, not forty pounds. It was like yeah. twenty five pounds easily. Like imagine that on your head. I know. All day. I think. That's crazy. I'm just reminded of the, the scene in uh, yeah. Saving Private Ryan when the guy <laughs> takes off his head. And goes, yeah, yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, like, like from like in the flea, like sometimes like there's a lot of military like got specific guys that like sell resell military stuff like uh-huh. collectibles in the, like the flea market. Yeah, and I've seen some crazy variation like with like hand painted like stuff on there. It's like cool. Like right. obviously I've seen Nazi ones and I've seen like medic ones and I've seen like ones with just random like like paintings on like bees and stuff like sea bees is like yeah. the navy thing uh-huh it's, it's so cool but like yeah like I, that uh full metal jacket style mm-hmm, uh, exactly drawings and stuff that's super cool yeah like and that little drawings of that co- makes a helmet like tenfold ha- like val- more valuable because like you're basically draw like paying for somebody's design like, yeah somebody back then i'm like bored about it yeah. i don't know i don't know how exactly the whole history of like the painting of everything because i've seen like a military duffel that went for like three, four hundred dollars. It was just a duffel. It uh-huh. had like a bunch of like graf- like patches and graffiti on it. Like not graffiti, um, like a, a hand painted like mural on it. That's so cool. Yeah, so. that's so cool. It's amazing how how time can make something so much more valuable. Like right. that, to that dude, that was just like a a doodle. Yeah, you know, no. to, to pass the time. No, hundred percent. Or, or, or maybe not a doodle, but like a personalized thing for him too. That right wasn't really meant for anybody else. Yeah, and that's like the, how art comes along. Like, like we you can incorporate the art work and like fashion and everything. That's where it comes. Like, who could, yeah. what would somebody would pay for it? Like this, this jacket here was probably not that not expensive to I, buy it. I would imagine like it was probably super cheap for the soldier who was probably making much more money equivalent to whatever this person in, right. in Japan or Korea you know right. made it for definitely but nowadays me and you and everybody at home can agree like this is so cool <laughs> like, no, 100% coolest thing I've seen this week for sure um, 
and that's such an interesting uh you know just just wait a few decades and and anything that you know has historical significance or is just cool for the sake of like thinking about that story that right happened to this garment is like definitely on on full display um this has been awesome thank you for this for this uh history lesson here this no is problem. really really cool stuff um if anybody else in the uh in the chat or at home uh has any cool uh military stuff make sure to hook my man up oh thank you appreciate it guys um this has been awesome thank you for being on no problem um do you have anything else you want to promote before you get out of here um most of this is probably gonna be listed very shortly i'm trying to get push for like modest, most of my military stuff out nice. to get more stuff i'm probably gonna hold on to this jacket this is probably the only jacket i'm probably holding on to but everything else is gonna i'm gonna list it awesome Awesome. Yeah. So if you uh, if you're interested in buying something, hit them up too. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, thank you everybody um, for watching. Uh, it's another episode in the books. Um, we'll be back next week, Wednesday at seven, uh, as usual for another live show. Uh, if you want to send this to somebody or you missed the first half of this, um, we'll be as always. The show premieres on Tuesdays at nine a.m. Um, to see the latest live recording that we've done. But other than that, like, comment, subscribe, and ring that bell to get notified when we go live next. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for being yeah. on. Bye-bye.